about at the opening of the show would be joining us to talk a little bit about Butler recruiting. Mike, you and I talked early. For those who don't know, Mike uh, coached with me uh, in, our, in the program. We coached the same program together. He coached for three years. Uh, we have often, before then and since then, and certainly during then, talked a lot about Butler basketball, talked a lot about basketball, and um, and other topics. And, and some of this is what we'll talk, we'll touch on here in this conversation. But we talked when Jaden Taylor committed to Butler. Yes. And not only was Jaden Taylor the first Marion County commitment since 2016, uh, he was, he's the first black kid from Marion County to commit to Butler since 1998. So when you get Jaden, and Pierce isn't a Marion County kid. But then when you get right. DJ Hughes, and it's not that we're going to not talk about Pierce because he's he's obviously really, really good and really important pickup for them. But when DJ Hughes tweets out the other night that he wants to do this for the city, mm -hmm. it wasn't just about being close to home to him. It was about the city, about Indianapolis. Right. And – I don't know if he just thought that was a nice thing to say or if he put a lot of thought into it. Um, but, but these three guys, when you look at just from a talent perspective and just from a Marion County perspective, um, it's kind of a big deal, you know, right. um, we can, we're going to go back and talk about the guys from Marion County that are the, the, the gaps, I think, in recruiting and mm -hmm. so not necessarily anybody's fault, but, but for these three kids to be from this area and, and those two kids from Marion County to be in this area and for them to, to be black, it's kind of a big deal, isn't it? I'm not wrong on that, uh, right? Absolutely. I mean, I played with uh, Rylan Hangey, who was a 98, I think, graduate yep. um, cathedral. So a Marion County kid. So it's, it's not, um... I mean, that's, it's kind of a big deal, isn't it? I'm not wrong, right? No, you're not wrong at all. It is, it's a huge deal. I mean, uh, I played with Ryland Hangey, who was a cathedral grad, so 98, uh, Marion County. And then uh, I think the next was Krishan Hopkins, so 2006 or so. So, you know, there's a gap there. And then, 2010 you know, for Hop. 2010. Wow. Okay, yeah. 2010. And so uh, being a guy from Cincinnati and knowing how important it was for Xavier and Cincinnati to recruit uh, Cincinnati kids and try to get them on the roster and, you know, have that hometown flair, uh, getting two guys from Marion County in the uh, 21 class is a uh, huge, you know, and throw Pierce in there who's right outside of Marion County. I mean, you can't discount that at all. And it, and it doesn't, I don't think we're, look, Butler, look, we go back to, you and I go back to your, your last couple of years at Butler. Mm -hmm. and, and mostly because I think I hit it off pretty well with, with Joel Cornett and you know, a lot of the guys that played there, the, anybody named Graves that's come through there <laughs> as a player and as a coach. Right. Um, you know, and, you know, Butler from 1970 to 1996 had one twenty one season. They hadn't reached the tournament 
1962. Um, since 1996, which was your first season there, and you can talk a little bit about the guys you came in with, it's it's 2020 win seasons. And they've, they've not gone more than – they had one three-year gap when they were still in the Horizon League where they didn't make the tournament. But since then, they right. haven't been out of the tournament more than one year as they've ascended from the Midwestern College League to the Horizon League to the Atlantic 10, now the Big East. So, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of this stuff – from a national prominence starts with you or your class. And for, for that not to carry over. And I think this is where we're going with this conversation, but, and I can equate another stat too, as we get through this, but for that to go through and still not include more Marion County kids over the years has been sort of perplexing as to why that is. And I, and I think you and I both are looking at it from the standpoint of had the Marion County kids viewed Butler as a viable option. Right. I mean, yeah, you think of, you know, coming in 96 was myself and Andrew Graves. Um, and we were set up pretty nice. We had a group of, um, let's see, we had two seniors and five juniors in that class or in that, that year coming in. And so uh, you know, we meshed pretty well together and made a run in the tournament and you know, got to got to NCAA tournament and got a taste of it. And then it was from that point, it was, you know, what is it going to be like to do this again and again and again? And so we kind of had the mindset of, or kind of, we did have the mindset of, let's leave it in a better place than we found it. Yeah. And so you can see, you know, the, the ascension into the national prominence. Uh, it, it's hard to understand why the Marion County kids, uh, didn't see Butler as often as a, as a viable option. Uh, you can say Big Ten uh, with Purdue and IU, um, Notre Dame, you can talk about the history of that, which is more football than basketball. But um, it was just interesting. I mean, you think of the kids of like Justin Cage and, and uh, all the Pike kids or, you know, the Lawrence North kids, the Lawrence Central kids, you know, just three schools but, or, you know, North Central kids, why Butler wasn't uh, a great option for them uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, if you look at the last 25 years of college basketball in the state of Indiana, I mean, it, it doesn't compare uh, which school has kind of stood on top from a, from a success standpoint. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, at least from a tournament standpoint, for sure. Um, no, and I think, look, the, 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 the black-white issue is a thing because when you look at all of the Indiana All-Stars that have come out of Marion County, uh, okay. since 1996 and we're basically arbitrarily starting it starting this discussion when you guys arrived um, a vast majority of these guys are are black kids either and and they spread out between the township schools which you know a lot of people would consider the suburbs but it's, mm-hmm. it's officially not um, right. you know and and that doesn't and a, and a, but there are still some city kids sprinkled in here um, that you know for whatever reason either don't get recruited as heavily not not just i'm talking about the county overall i don't want to i don't want to mistake mis, make a misstatement there and act like it's just city kids either these the marion county kids either hadn't been recruited as heavily or didn't take it seriously um as some of these other schools now some of these kids i've got a lot of names circled you know, even like Tom Geyer, who went to Indiana, was a walk-on. Jermaine Deerman, who went to Southern Illinois. Mm. These are again, these are starting yep. with all Indiana All-Stars. David Teague, who who got recruited late to Purdue. Right. Uh, that's the first one that I've got really starred 
um, as a kid that, you know, he went to a high major at a time when Butler was, was still in the Midwestern college. So maybe a kid like David doesn't take Butler as seriously at that stage. Uh, Rodney Carney, his recruitment is mm-hmm. pretty famous by now. Uh, Justin Cage is a guy you, you mentioned, and that's squarely in the Horizon League time. And that's, that's about the time when, um, th- that's about the time when the Horizon League's starting to get multiple bids. Right. Um, you know, David, Stanley Burrell, the same class as Justin Cage. Stanley Burrell has to go to a prep school or decides to go to a prep school to get re-recruited and ends up at Xavier. Um, and then the one year you and I talked about when we were setting this up last night, 2004, it's Courtney Lee, who's kind of lightly recruited at the beginning, ends up at Western right. Kentucky. Wesley Clemens from Northwest, who, mm-hmm. is, who ends up at Southern Illinois. And then George Hill, of course. Right. Goes to IUPUI and then has, ends up having a stellar NBA career. Um, you know, there's more name. I mean, there's Brandon McPherson. There's Andrew Warren. There's Alex Young. Um, coming into this decade, there's Devin Davis and Colin Hartman, both of whom go to IU. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by then, Butler's, you know, 2013, they're just finishing their – they're one year in the A-10. We know they're going to the Big East. Right. Um, P.J. Thompson's a kid that obviously had a good career at Purdue, but was a guy yeah. that didn't Late recruitment. recruited there. I mean, he, he basically was offered by Purdue, committed there three days, three or four days later, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Uh, Tajay Teague, Pike, who's, who's had a good career at Ball State. C.J. Walker, who that would be one to examine. Um and then we get in the more recent ones, Aaron Henry, who, of course, Butler was in his final final mix. Mm-hmm. Eric Hunter, I think Butler was pretty prevalent. Final mix. Yep. In his final mix. And then the Tony Perkins one, I, you know, I should have talked to Tony before we did this because that's a kid that I, you know, I've had some recruiting discussions with. But, but he's a kid that's going to Iowa that, I mean, just his size and versatility at 6'5 and his skill set, he would be a kid that would be great in the Big East. And. Not to mean he's going to the Big Ten. So, um, but you started to see with Henry, with Hunter, especially those guys that, that Butler almost started to turn the corner on that. And then here this right. year, it just explodes. And yeah, I think you, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you've hit on a lot of like great Marion County slash Indiana guys. Uh, I, I think it's a combination of a couple different things. Uh, basketball players, I mean, and, and sports kids in general, uh, media plays a big part in it. Uh, if you look at, you know, if you look at the news at night, um, because news has to sell, IU and Purdue are going to hit the t- TV before Butler does, just because they have more alumni. You're going to look at the newspaper, kind of the same thing. But I also think there's a, there's a lack of understanding of what Butler can, can bring you. Um, I don't know if the kids uh, really made it to campus as often to see uh, that, uh, that it's a place that they could see themselves being. Um, I remember I was a part of, uh, look back to Eric, Rat, uh, was it Ratliff? First name Eric, is that right? Um, Ratliff out of North Central. Oh, AJ. AJ, AJ Ratliff, yeah. yeah. We had AJ on campus uh, a lot, and he ended up committing to IU. Yeah. You know, it's, you know it's, it's those type of things where um, the history and the, the older Indiana people have a, have a love for the IUs and Purdue's, and so that plays a little bit of part of it. But like you said, you know, the last couple of years, 
know, I think there's been a, there's always been an emphasis on recruiting Indiana, uh, as we call it the breadbasket, but there's been a, uh, a concerted effort to, Hey, let's get in on these, on these guys early. And, uh, like any other school, hey, if they blow up, we're in there early, and we can hopefully do within their last, their final five, and then make a push. So, so focusing on on, on Val, you you think it's a te- do you think it's more of he was more aggressive with those kids early? Um, and and the second part of that question is, do you think there was ever a time when Butler felt? Hey, how hard do we need to recruit the Marion County kids? They should want to come here. Did 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 that ever? Because you were on staff for a little bit, right? Yes. And you obviously played there, and you and for those who don't know, you have been in the area ever since. I don't know that you ever right. moved away. Um, it, was there ever a time when? Because I know there was a stretch there, like at Indiana State, where this was before Coach Lansing was there. It was really when Kevin McKenna was the head coach where they felt every now and then that, you know, Terre Haute kid should want to go to Indiana State. And then the Terre Haute kid felt like, well, they should recruit, you know, they should really recruit me because they want me to go there. And, right. and it became a staring contest. And, and the instant Greg Lansing got the job, he took the bull by the horns. Uh, was there ever just that mindset before? I mean, even with Todd or Brad or, you know, any, you know, any of those guys before then? I would say no, there wasn't a, if you want to say a staring contest. I, um, I think there was a understanding of kind of like with any kid being recruited, uh, I'm going to go put my effort into it. But once the kids start showing that uh, Butler may not be the place they want to be, uh, how much effort do I continue to put in this area? Yeah. Uh, and when, when I, when, what they're showing me is this is the place for them. Uh, not right. saying that was with every kid. I mean, some kids, I think you just missed on uh, the, the young kid at, um, Belmont, I believe, came out last year. You know, everyone in the state missed on him. Oh, uh, I believe. Windler. Yeah. Windler. You know, everyone missed on him. Uh, had, he, you know. he didn't even make the all-star team. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, so you, hey, look, and, and I had that class, so I missed on yeah. him too. Uh, but mm-hmm. let's look who I had. I had I had Sean McDermott for one, and right. I had K.J. Walton for another. And I was mm-hmm. very comfortable with the kids that I had coming off the bench. I mean, we weren't even starting Jordan Geist, who basically was our backup point guard and really a kid that we played a lot at either guard spot. And then I mm-hmm. was comfortable with the other kids that we had behind Sean right. and, and um, KJ. So because we could move we could move Sean to the two and we just didn't have a need for Windler. And right. it didn't hurt that he grew three or four inches. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes there's that, that happens. I mean, that's the Gordon right, that Hayward happens. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and look, it's, you know, if you extend this to the sub, I mean, I, I've got the list here. So it's Marion County kids. It's Joey Brunk, 2016. It's mm-hmm. Krishan Hopkins, 2010. It's Ryland Hangey, 1998. We, we talked about Andrew Smith. I mean, that was school wise, Marion County, but maybe lived outside of the circle. Yeah, probably. I think he was a Zionsville kid, maybe a Whitestown (laughs) area. But then, so if you look at Hangey in 88, it goes back to to, uh, Darren Fitzgerald in 1983. Right. That's just for, I want to make sure I'm right on this. That's just for um, Marion County kids. Mm -hmm. 
So it went from 98 to 83. And then before that, it was 1979 with Tony Warren. And then in the 70s, when Butler was squarely a low major Division I school, they always had this sprinkling of kids from Marion County, um, Short Ridge, Broad Ripple, Tech. There would always be a guy that came in probably, you know, maybe later under the radar. But, but the Butler of the early, late 70s or the 70s and early 80s is, is a very different place than what the Butler is now. And, um, you know, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, and I think, I mean, let's, I mean, I would say let's call a spade a spade. I mean, Butler is a, it's, I mean, it's a elite, it's, it can be viewed as an elitist school. Um, and so when you're talking about recruiting Marion County kids or you're talking about city kids going to a school that's in the city, but uh, you know, it, the, where it's located, you could drive right by it and never know that it was there. Right. You, you know. can. And it's, right. you know, the, and, the, the, that Butler-Tarkington area, that Meridian-Kessler area, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty highbrow. And, we, and you and I talked a little bit about last about this last night, about being able to go to a campus where you, you feel like you can, you're going to fit in and, and, right. and see people you can relate to. And I think that's a common mm-hmm. theme. And there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You've got to be comfortable with where you go to college and, and, um, you know, but, but what I like, what I like about, you know, what I like about these kids is they're, they fit that mold of the, I mean, if I know IU fans especially make fun of the Butler way, Um, but I mean, it is, it is what it is. And, and, you know, you get the hardworking kids and you get kids that, um, you know, they take the academic side seriously. That's important mm-hmm. at, at any school. But Butler is probably a little bit tougher to get into than even than even Indiana would be or, or Purdue would be. Uh, I'll probably get Purdue. Well, well essentially, I, I'm, I'm glad you hit on that because I actually I uh, just talked their academic um, their associate when their associate D's for academics the probably two hours ago and she was just saying she was just on a call with some incoming freshmen explaining to them hey you've got six weeks to to lay the groundwork for what it's going to look like for the next four years yeah. don't get behind you know start the good habits start off hot you know like that is the first thing they're telling them is forget everything that has to do with athletics you have to get your your uh your degree here and like you know going back to what you hit on to start with Val. um he was behind the eight ball when he started. Uh, I believe Holtman left uh, May June. Oh yeah, uh, of that year, and so he come he's comes in and he's got to try and maintain a recruiting class up of the kids that had commit. Uh, he maintained four of those five, and then the first thing was is what am I going to go after? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's let's plant our flag in the city of Indianapolis and start you know we were kind of behind the eight ball with the junior i want to say it would have been a junior class but what about these young kids that we can start you know identifying that could be kids that that would fit what we're looking for and you know could win the big east well when you when you figure that these kids cannot start well colleges can't start communicating with kids until the some summer before their juniors year right that's what this class was when val took over mm-hmm. and and it shows it shows in their commitment it shows not only in their commitment but how early they've committed i mean we're not even 
there are kids now in that class that don't have offers where I would easily tell their parents, don't worry about it. It's awfully, awfully early, you know, now right. not being able to play in front of college coaches, at least in live, um, it's kind of changed that game a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, and who knows, maybe in DJ's case, it may have hastened his commitment. I mean, Butler was his first, what we would say is high major offer, definitely his first right. power six offer. Um, but how much more viewings will he get before the end of the summer is really up in the air. Um, but, you know, so the decision to commit for him may have been as much of a sense of urgency as, as much as it is a sense of interest. Right. But I, I just loved his tweet. I don't want to take away from that. He was um, he's, he's doing it for the city game. Yeah, he's improved his game right. so much. And just for those who have never seen him play, it's, it's not really improved his game. It's changed his game. He has transitioned from being a, a pure post player to a kid right. now that is has got a chance to be a combo forward in the Big East. And, you know, once he gets indoctrinated into that defensive system, he's going to be able to, at the very least, guard multiple positions for them. Right. Strong enough to guard uh, a lot of fives. Um, and he's a and he's a kid that I think is it's big for them because – I mean, other than I had this conversation with uh, Chris Miskell earlier today, yep. other than uh, St. John's and I believe uh, Seton Hall, the rest of the league is uh, three, four, five guys on the floor, somewhere between six, six and six, nine. Yeah. So, you know, so he'll, he'll fit right in and be able to compete at that level. And he's got, he's got the ability to put the ball on the floor in, in, a, mm -hmm. in a straight line, at least. I don't think he's going to be out there isolating people, um, certainly not early. Um, right. But he, I don't know. I, I just, I've enjoyed watching his game transition. No, no different than watching Pierce continue to work on his shot mechanics and, mm -hmm. and really improve to the point where if you've got to go out and guard him, he's going to get by you and he's going to rip the damn rim off the basket off the basket okay um yeah he's he's got that kind of he has yeah, that I, i've seen some highlights of the kid he can he's got that that quick twitch and can well get he off wants the to and he wants right. to take he wants to put you on a poster um mm -hmm. he's the nicest kid you'll ever meet and then you get him on the court and he's got a little nasty side to him and and i like that and and Jaden taylor walks in there uh immediately being a a, a candidate to be a lockdown defender um mm -hmm. I think Pierce has that ability too, but, but Taylor walks in there certainly with, with that type of defensive potential. And as a kid at Perry Meridian, who does a lot of, who ha has a lot of primary ball handling experience for them just out of need. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's a quick, quick breakdown on those three, if you've not seen them play a whole lot, but, but um, no, it's, 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 it's curious that, Seeing how Butler, I, I used to say, we're probably long enough into this run of, you know, with Butler's success where, but, you know, it took a while before you saw kids grow up in this area, want to go to Butler, you know, mm -hmm. um, even their first few years in the Big East. I mean, even when they were getting to the championship game, you, you still, you hadn't yet gotten to those kids that grew up knowing Butler was always going to be good or right. that always had the potential to be good. I mean, they've only had, I mean, they've had uh, three, I'm looking at the list now, three sub 500 seasons since you stepped, since you stepped on campus. Um, 
to go in with those 2020 win seasons. They've got one, two, mm-hmm. two years of 30 plus wins. They have a handful more of 25 wins. I mean, those are right. some of those horizon league years were multiple bid years. The A-10 year was certainly a multiple bid year. And then um, Big East, of course, they're getting anywhere from five to seven teams in. And, and it's just, it's been an impressive run, but the, the one egg they haven't been able to crack was Marion County, at yeah. least on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And, and, who, and, and, you know, one year doesn't make it consistent, but man, this is the first, you, I bet you have to go back to the 70s before you find multiple kids from, even just from the area. Right? Let alone mm-hmm. Marion County go there. Um, who who came in with Smothers? Was that that was eleven? So that would have been Hayward. Hayward, yep. Yeah, so that would have been two two kids from the area. No, Hayward was 08. Hayward was 08. No, Hayward's yeah, that was oh, that was oh eight oh nine. It was when Hayward and yeah. So you'd have to go back a long time before you could find when they've got two kids from the area, let alone two kids from Marion County, and now three right. kids from the area. And if you can control, or maybe not control, but if you can have a, a, a large footprint in your back door, and your back door is Indianapolis, then, you know, I think Val's got a nice that's thing. Right. He's got a nice thing going. So mm-hmm. I think that's ultimately where we wanted to end with this, right? Was end up with it. I mean, because it, it has been a topic of discussion that we've had over the years. Why can't Butler land more Marion County kids? Or why right. haven't they? Um, you know, and, and I think in yeah, kind of landing there, I think it's it's always been a focus to to recruit Marion County kids. But like you yeah. said, it's uh, we're on now with Mike Marshall, who we we talked about at the opening of the show, would be joining us to talk a little bit about Butler recruiting. Mike, you and I talked early. For those who don't know, Mike uh, coached with me uh, in our, in a program. We coached the same program together. He coached for three years. Uh, we have often before then and since then and certainly during then talked a lot about butler basketball talked a lot about basketball and um and other topics and and some of this is what we'll talk we'll touch on here in this conversation but we talked when Jaden taylor committed to butler yes and not only was Jaden taylor the first marion county commitment since 2016 uh, he was, he's the first black kid from Marion County to commit to Butler since 1998. So when you get Jaden and Pierce isn't a Marion County kid, but then when you get right. DJ Hughes, and it's not that we're going to not talk about Pierce because he's, he's obviously really, really good and really important pickup for them. But when DJ Hughes tweets out the other night that he wants to do this for the city, Mm-hmm. It wasn't just about being close to home to him. It was about the city, about Indianapolis. Right. And I don't know if he just thought that was a nice thing to say or if he put a lot of thought into it. Um, but, but these three guys, when you look at just from a talent perspective and just from a Marion County perspective, it's kind of a big deal, isn't it? I'm not wrong, right? No, you're not wrong at all. It is, it's a huge deal. I mean, uh, I played with Ryland Hangey, who was a cathedral grad, so 98 98- uh, Marion County. And then uh, I think the next was Krishan Hopkins. So 2006 or so. So, you know, there's a gap there. And then 2010 you know, for Hop. 2010. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 2010. And so uh, being a guy from Cincinnati, 
and knowing how important it was for Xavier and Cincinnati to recruit uh, Cincinnati kids and try to get them on the roster and, you know, have that hometown flair, uh, getting two guys from Marion County in the uh, 21 class is a uh, huge, you know, and throw Pearson there who's right outside of Marion County. I mean, you can't discount that at all. Yeah, and, it, and it doesn't, I don't think we're, look, Butler, look, we go back to, you and I go back to your, your last couple of years at Butler. Mm-hmm. And, and mostly because I think I hit it off pretty well with, with Joel Cornett and you know, a lot of the guys that played there, the, anybody named Graves that's come through there <laughs> as a player and as a coach. Right. Um, you know, and, you know, Butler from 1970 to 1996 had one twenty-one season. They hadn't reached the tournament in 1960, since 1962. Um, since 1996, which was your first season there, and you can talk a little bit about the guys you came in with, it's it's 2020 win seasons. And they've, they've not gone more than – they had one three-year gap when they were still in the Horizon League where they didn't make the tournament. But since then, they right. haven't been out of the tournament more than one year as they've ascended from the Midwestern College League to the Horizon League to the Atlantic 10, now the Big East. So, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of this stuff – from a national prominence starts with you or your class. And for, for that not to carry over. And I think this is where we're going with this conversation, but, and I can equate another stat too, as we get through this, but for that to go through and still not include more Marion County kids over the years has been sort of perplexing as to why that is. And I, and I think you and I both are looking at it from the standpoint of had the Marion County kids viewed Butler as a viable option. Right. I mean, yeah, you think of, you know, coming in 96 was myself and Andrew Graves. Um, and we were set up pretty nice. We had a group of, um, let's see, we had two seniors and five juniors in that class or in that, that year coming in. And so, uh, you know, we meshed pretty well together and made a run in the tournament and you know, got to got to NCAA tournament and got a taste of it. And then it was from that point, it was, you know, what is it going to be like to do this again and again and again? And so we kind of had the mindset of, or kind of, we did have the mindset of, let's leave it in a better place than we found it. Yeah. And so you can see, you know, the, the ascension into the national prominence. Uh, it, it's hard to understand why the Marion County kids, uh, didn't see Butler as often as a, as a viable option. Uh, you can say Big Ten uh, with Purdue and IU, um, Notre Dame, you can talk about the history of that, which is more football than basketball. But um, it was just interesting. I mean, you think of the kids of like Justin Cage and, and uh, all the Pike kids or, you know, the Lawrence North kids, the Lawrence Central kids, you know, just three schools but, or, you know, North Central kids, why Butler wasn't uh, a great option for them uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, if you look at the last 25 years of college basketball in the state of Indiana, I mean, it, it doesn't compare uh, which school has kind of stood on top from a, from a success standpoint. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, at least from a tournament standpoint, for sure. Um, no, and I think, look, the, 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 the black-white issue is a thing because when you look at all of the Indiana All-Stars that have come out of Marion County, uh, right. since 1996 and we're basically arbitrarily starting it starting this discussion when you guys arrived um, a vast majority of these guys are 
or black kids either. And, and they spread out between the township schools, which, you know, a lot of people would consider the suburbs, but it's, mm-hmm. it's officially not, um, right. you know, and, and that doesn't, and, and, the, but there are still some city kids sprinkled in here um, that, you know, for whatever reason, either don't get recruited as heavily, not, not just, I'm talking about the County overall. I don't want to, I don't want to mistake, mis- make a misstatement there and act like it's just city kids. Either these, the Marion County kids either hadn't been recruited as heavily or didn't take it seriously um, as some of these other schools. Now, some of these kids, I've got a lot of names circled, you know, even like Tom Geyer, who went to Indiana, was a walk-on. Jermaine Dearman, who went to Southern Illinois. Mm-hmm. These are, again, these are starting yep. with all Indiana All-Stars. David Teague, who, who got recruited late to Purdue. Uh, that's the first one that I've got really starred um, as a kid that, you know, he went to a high major at a time when Butler was, was still in the Midwestern college. So maybe a kid like David doesn't take Butler as seriously at that stage. Uh, Rodney Carney, his recruitment is mm-hmm. pretty famous by now. Uh, Justin Cage is a guy you, you mentioned, and that's squarely in the horizon league time. And that's, that's about the time when, um, that's about the time when the Horizon League's starting to get multiple bids. Right. Um, you know, David Stanley Burrell, the same class as Justin Cage. Stanley Burrell has to go to a prep school or decides to go to a prep school to get re-recruited and ends up at Xavier. Um, and then the one year you and I talked about when we were setting this up last night, 2004, it's Courtney Lee, who's kind of lightly recruited at the beginning, ends up at Western right. Kentucky. Wesley Clemens from Northwest, who mm-hmm. is, who ends up at Southern Illinois, and then George Hill, of course, right, goes to IUPUI, and then has ends up having a stellar NBA career. Um, you know, there's more name. I mean, there's Brandon McPherson, there's Andrew Warren, there's Alex Young. Um, coming into this decade, there's Devin Davis and Colin Hartman, both of whom go to IU. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by then, Butler's, you know, 2013, they're just finishing their their one year in the A-10. We know they're going to the Big East. Right. Um, P.J. Thompson is a kid that obviously had a good career at Purdue, but was a guy yeah. that didn't Late get recruited there. I mean, he, he basically was offered by Purdue, committed there three days, three or four days later, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Uh, Tajay Teague, Pike, who's, who's had a good career at Ball State, C.J. Walker who that would be one to examine. Um, and then we get in the more recent ones, Aaron Henry, who of course Butler was in his final, final mix. Mm-hmm. Eric Hunter. I think Butler was pretty prevalent final mix. Yep. in his final mix. And then the Tony Perkins one, I, you know, I should have talked to Tony before we did this because that's a kid that I, you know, I've had some recruiting discussions with, but, but he's a kid that's going to Iowa that, I mean, just, his size and versatility at six five and his skill set, he would be a kid that would be great in the Big East and not I mean he's going to the Big Ten. So um but you started to see with Henry, with Hunter, especially those guys that, that Butler almost started to turn the corner on that and then here this right. year it just explodes. And yeah, I think you uh yeah, I, I mean you've hit on a lot of like great Marion County slash Indiana guys. Uh I, I think it's a combination of a couple different things. Uh, basketball players, I mean, and uh, sports kids in general, uh, media plays a big part in it. Uh, if you look at, 
You know, if, if you look at the news at night, um, because news has to sell, IU and Purdue are going to hit the t- TV before Butler does, just because they have more alumni. You're going to look at the newspaper, kind of the same thing. But I also think there's a, there's a lack of understanding of what Butler can, can bring you. Um, I don't know if the kids uh, really made it to campus as often to see uh, that, uh, that it's a place that they could see themselves being. Um, I remember I was a part of, uh, look back to Eric Rat, uh, is it Ratliff? First name Eric, is that right? Um, Ratliff out of North Central. Oh, AJ. AJ, AJ Ratliff, yeah. yeah. We had AJ on campus uh, a lot, and he ended up committing to IU. Yeah. You know, it's, you know it's, it's those type of things where um, the history and the, the older Indiana people have a, have a love for the IUs and Purdue's, and so that plays a little bit of part of it, but like you said, you know, the last couple years, you know, I think there's been a, there's always been an emphasis on recruiting Indiana, uh, as we call it the breadbasket, but there's been a, uh, a concerted effort to, hey, let's get in on these, on these guys early, and uh, like any other school, hey, if they blow up, we're in there early, and we can hopefully be within their last, their final five, and then make a push. So, so focusing on, on, on Val, you, you think it's, do you think it's more of he was more aggressive with those kids early? Um, and, and the second part of that question is, do you think there was ever a time when Butler felt, hey, how hard do we need to recruit the Marion County kids? They should want to come here. Did, did, it, did that ever? Because you were on staff for a little bit, right? Yes. And you obviously played there. And, you've, and for those who don't know, you have been in the area ever since. I don't know that you ever right. moved away. Um, was there ever a time when, because I know there was a stretch there like at Indiana State where this was before Coach Lansing was there. It was really when Kevin McKenna was the head coach where they felt every now and then that, you know, Terre Haute kid should want to go to Indiana State. And then the Terre Haute kid felt like, well, they should recruit, you know, they should really recruit me because they want me to go there. And, right. and it became a staring contest. And, and the instant Greg Lansing got the job, he took the bull by the horns. Uh, was there ever just that mindset before? I mean, even with Todd or Brad or, you know, any, you know, any of those guys before then? I would say, no, there wasn't a, if you want to say a staring contest. I, um, I think there was a understanding of kind of like with any kid being recruited, uh, I'm going to go put my effort into it. But once the kids start showing that uh, Butler may not be the place they want to be, uh, how much effort do I continue to put in this area? Uh, and when, when I, when, what they're showing me is this is the place for them. Uh, I'm not saying that was with every kid. I mean, some kids, I think just missed on a a young kid at, um, Belmont, I believe came out last year. You know, everyone in the state missed on him. Oh, I believe. Yeah. Windler. You know, everyone missed on him. Uh, he didn't even make the all-star team. Right. (laughs) I mean, you know, so, Hey, look, and and I had that class, so I missed on him too. Um, but mm-hmm. let's look who I had. I had, I had Sean McDermott for one and right. I had KJ Walton for another. And I mm-hmm. was very comfortable with the kids that I had coming off the bench. I mean, we weren't even starting Jordan Geist who basically was our backup point guard and really a kid that we played a lot at either guard spot. And then I mm-hmm. was comfortable with the other kids that we had behind Sean right. and, and, um, KJ. So, cause we could move we could move Sean to the two and we just didn't have a need for Windler and right. it didn't hurt that he grew three or four inches mm-hmm. 
you know, sometimes there's that Anything that else. happens. I mean, that's just the right, that happens. Thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and look, it's you know, if you extend this to the sub, I mean, I I've got the list here. So it's Marion County kids. It's Joey Brunk, 2016. It's mm -hmm. Krishan Hopkins, 2010. It's Rylan Hangey, 1998. We we talked about Andrew Smith. I mean, that Who, was school wise Marion County, but maybe lived outside of the yeah, circle. probably. I think he was a Zionsville kid, maybe Whitestown mm -hmm. area. But then, so if you look at Hangey in '88, it goes back to to uh, Darren Fitzgerald in 1983. Right. That's just for. I want to make sure I'm right on this. That's just for um, Marion County kids. Mm -hmm. So it went from 98 to 83. And then before that, it was 1979 with Tony Warren. And then in the seventies, when Butler was squarely a low major division one school, they always had this sprinkling of kids from Marion County, um, short Ridge, broad ripple tech. There would always be a guy that came in probably, you know, maybe later under the radar, but, but the Butler of the, early late 70s or the 70s and early 80s was, is a very different place than what the butler is now and um you know but yeah i don't know it's, it's and i think i mean let's i mean i would say let's call a spade a spade i yeah. mean butler is a it's i mean it's a elite it's it can be viewed as an elitist school right. um and so when you're talking about recruiting marion county kids or you're talking about city kids going to a school that's in the city, but uh, you know, it, the, where it's located, you could drive right by it and never know that it was there. Right. You, you know? can. And it's, right. you know, the, and, the, the, that Butler Tarkington area, that Meridian Kessler area, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty highbrow. And, we, and you and I talked a little bit about last, about this last night, about being able to go to a campus where you, you feel like you can, you're going to fit in and, and, right. And, see people you can relate to and i think that's a common mm -hmm. theme and there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that you've got to be comfortable with where you go to college and and right. um you know but but what i like what i like about you know what i like about these kids is they're they fit that mold of the i mean if i know iu fans especially make fun of the butler way um but i mean it is it is what it is and and you know, you get the hardworking kids and you get kids that, um, you know, they take the academic side seriously. That's important mm -hmm. at, at any school, but Butler is probably a little bit tougher to get into than even, than even Indiana would be, or, or Purdue would be, uh, I'll probably get Purdue. Well, well essentially I, I'm, I'm glad you hit on that because I actually, I, uh, just talked their academic, um, their associates, when they're associate ADs for academics, the, probably two hours ago and she was just saying she was just on a call with some incoming freshmen explaining to them hey you've got six weeks to to lay the groundwork for what it's going to look like for the next four years yeah. don't get behind you know start the good habits start off hot you know like that is the first thing they're telling them is forget everything that has to do with athletics you have to get your your uh, your degree here and like you know going back to what you hit on to start with Val um he was behind the eight ball when he started. Uh, I believe Holtman left uh, May, June. Oh yeah. Uh, of that year, and so 
he come he's comes in and he's got to try and maintain a recruiting class up of the kids that had committed. Uh, he maintained four of those five. And then the first thing was, is what am I going to go after? Mm-hmm. Let's go, let's, let's plant our flag in the city of Indianapolis and start, you know, we were kind of behind the eight ball with the, I want to say it would have been a junior class, but what about these young kids that we can start, you know, identifying that could be kids that, that would fit what we're looking for and, you know, could win the big East. Well, when you, when you figure that these kids cannot start, well, colleges can't start communicating with kids until the sum, summer before their juniors year. Right. That's what this class was when Val took over. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it shows. It, it shows in their commitment. It shows not only in their commitment, but how early they've committed. I mean, we're not even – there are kids now in that class that don't have offers where I would – easily tell their parents don't worry about it it's awfully awfully early you know now right not being able to play in front of college coaches at least in live um it's kind of changed that game a little bit mm-hmm. and and who knows maybe in dj's case it may have hastened his commitment i mean butler was his first what we would say is high major offer definitely his first right. power six offer um but how much more viewings will he get before the end of the summer is really up in the air um, but you know, so the decision to commit for him may have been as much of a sense of urgency as, as much as it is a sense of interest. Right. But I, I just loved his tweet. I don't want to take away from that. He was, um, he's, he's doing it for the city his game. Yeah. He's improved his game right. so much. And just for those who have never seen him play is it's not really improved his game. It's changed his game. He has transitioned from being a, a pure post player to a kid right. now that is has got a chance to be a combo forward in the Big East. And, you know, once he gets indoctrinated into that defensive system, he's going to be able to, at the very least, guard multiple positions for them. Right. S- strong enough to guard uh, a lot of fives. Um, and he's a and he's a kid that I think is it's big for them because, I mean, other than I had this conversation with uh, Chris Miskell earlier today. Yeah. Other than uh, St. John's and – I believe uh, Seton Hall, the rest of the league is uh, three, four, five guys on the floor, somewhere between six, six and six, nine. So, you know, so he'll, he'll fit right in and be able to compete at that level. And he's got, he's got the ability to put the ball on the floor in a, Mm -hmm. in a straight line, at least. I don't think he's going to be out there isolating people. um, Certainly not early. Uh, Right. But I don't know. I, I just, I've enjoyed watching his game transition no no different than watching Pierce continue to work on his shot mechanics and mm-hmm. and really improve to the point where if you've got to go out and guard him he's going to get by you and he's going to rip the damn rim off the basket off the basket okay um yeah he's he's got that kind of he has yeah, that I, I've seen some highlights of the kid he can he's got that that quick twitch and can well get he off wants the to and he wants right. to take he wants to put you on a poster um, mm-hmm. he's the nicest kid you'll ever meet. And then you get him on the court and he's got a little nasty side to him. And, and I like that. And, and Jaden Taylor walks in there, uh, immediately being a, a, a candidate to be a lockdown defender. Um, mm-hmm. I think Pierce has that ability too, but, but Taylor walks in there certainly with, with that type of defensive potential. And as a kid at Perry Meridian, who does a lot of, who ha- has a lot of primary ball handling, experience for them just out of need okay um 
So, you know, that's a quick, quick breakdown on those three. If you've not seen them play a whole lot, but, but um, no, it's, 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 it's curious that seeing how Butler, I, I used to say we're probably long enough into this run of, you know, with Butler's success where, but, you know, it took a while before you saw kids grow up in this area, want to go to Butler, you know, mm-hmm. um, even their first few years in the big East. I mean, even when they were getting to the championship game, you, you still, you hadn't yet gotten to those kids that grew up knowing Butler was always going to be good or right. that always had the potential to be good. I mean, they've only had, I mean, they've had, uh, three. I'm looking at the list now. Three sub 500 seasons since your step since you stepped on campus um, to go in with those 2020 win seasons. They've got one, two, mm-hmm. two years of 30 plus wins. They have a handful more of 25 wins. I mean, those are right. some of those Horizon League years were multiple bid years. The A10 year was certainly a multiple bid year, and then um, Big East. Of course, they're getting anywhere from five to seven teams in and and it's just it's been an impressive run but the the one egg they haven't been able to crack was marion county at yeah. least on a consistent basis mm-hmm. and and who and and you know one year doesn't make it consistent but man this is the first you i bet you have to go back to the 70s before you find multiple kids from even marion just from county the area right? let alone mm-hmm. marion county go there um who who came in with smethers was that that was 11 so that would have been Hayward. Hayward, yep. Yeah, so that would have been two two kids from the area. No, Hayward was 08. Hayward was 08. No, Hayward so, was, yeah, that was, that was 08, 09. It was when Hayward and... Yeah. So you'd have to go back a long time before you could find when they've got two kids from the area, let alone two kids from Marion County, and now three right. kids from the area. And if you can control, or maybe not control, but if you can have a, a, a large footprint in your back door, and your back door is Indianapolis, then, you know, I think Val's got a nice thing. He's got a nice thing going. So Mm -hmm. I think that's ultimately where we wanted to end with this, right? Was (laughs) end up with it. I mean, because it, it has been a topic of discussion that we've had over the years. Why can't Butler land more Marion County kids or why haven't they? I think in yeah, kind of landing there, I think it's, it's always been a focus to, to recruit Marion County kids. But like you said, it's, it's those kids also under seeing themselves on Butler's campus and also knowing like each year I, I can compete for a national championship. Sorry for the abrupt ending there. We had some audio difficulties in recording using zoom. This is our first and probably our last time using zoom audio. Uh, I want to thank Zach Tyler for his, for his input on our weekly podcast. Zach and I will, uh, Start doing our recordings on Sunday night and posting them Monday morning. So look for that change going forward. And also want to thank Mike Marshall uh, for coming on and talking about Butler basketball and, and, and really the impact that Butler can have on Marion County kids and um, how that will probably help their program because it, it is their back door or it's their backyard. So uh, this was episode eight of the Courtside Indiana podcast. As always, our podcasts are subscribable via Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Look for us again next Monday. As I said, we're changing our schedule. And until then, have a safe and uh, fun, as much fun as we can have these days, uh, 4th of July. Take care. Mm-hmm.